Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. And because the Lord is moving in a mighty mighty way, it's my pleasure to let you know that you can also hear LiveDeliverance.com broadcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, at, at podcast.apple.com backslash US, or you can listen to us on Facebook at facebook.com uh, backslash events backslash www.logtalkradio.com, or you can listen to us also on the Player FM series. Go to uh, player.fm backslash series backslash live deliverance. As the Lord is moving and releasing this glory all over the world, we would like to you to get involved with the ministry. So invite some friends, family members, or even co-workers to come, listen, and be blessed. Don't forget that tonight's ministry will be available for you to share with them about 10 minutes after the broadcast. Just go to the website, AliveDeliverance.com, and look for Pastor Steve Lee, and the date of that broadcast. So go ahead and get some paper and a pen. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Please remember that I'm only here because of what the Lord said in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth no more be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up in him in all things, even 
Christ, the head, whom is from the body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, to the effectual working of every measure in the part, making increase of the body in itself in love. Now, having said all that, we can go ahead and pray and get into the word for today. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men. And as you teach us how we should live in this present world, may we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith, and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, uh, we want to get into a, a, a new subject, and uh, it's titled Seeing Then. So I'll give you all the scriptures that we would be using. Um, they would be Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 to 16, First um, Peter uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 2 through 25, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 18, and then some of the other things, whatever God would just put in there, we'll go ahead and get to that too. So um, if you would, just, uh, just, just go ahead and turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 12, um, chapter 4, excuse me, uh, verse 12, and we'll start there. And it reads as follows. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing them even to the dividing of the soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we have to do. Seeing then, we have a great high priest that is passing through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold our profession. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. The word of God is, has been given to us to guide us to our preordained victory. The word and the power contained therein will reproduce or frame and then release the same spiritual forces that was created in the world when he made everything. In Genesis chapter 1, it states this, 
that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the world was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. So we, we see some things here um, that we've got to kind of take note of. It says that when God created in the beginning, he came into a situation that was pretty dire. Said that uh, the, the the world was without form, it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So when we are facing situations in our lives, sometimes they don't look like what we want them to look like. They are uh, void of form. Say they 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 don't have anything uh, that would resemble a, a breakthrough. Or, or, or victory, but God came to a situation and said, "Let there be," and there was. So we have the same power that has been transferred to us when God made us and told us to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, I mean we've got to stop and look at this. I looked at this today and I saw something that I hadn't really thought about before. It said that. When God came to the situation that the heavens and the earth were created in the beginning, then he went on to describe what was happening in the earth. Notice he didn't describe what was happening in heaven because the the seed of Satan did not contaminate the heavens. Because what God did is he uprooted that seed. He cast it down. See? So then we need to have our reference from what God does in heaven. Because what he did in heaven is still available for us because heaven is still operating unhindered and unchecked by what the devil did. See, that's good for us to think about so that we won't, um, expect the devil to mess up everything that we want to enjoy in our life because our life comes from him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Not in the earth. See, that's something that maybe we forget. We, we, we become uh, entangled with things that are on the earth. See? But God wants us to, from the position that he's made us, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, function in this earth. Okay? Sometimes I know, you know, um, we, we, we get to talking to people that maybe have upset us or frustrated us, and then we, from that position, act like we're stuck with that. The Bible tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers. And, 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 and since we have an advantage there, why do we still wrestle with flesh and blood? Or wrestle in this sphere of influence, okay? Our job is to bring heaven down to the earth. 
okay? Jesus told us that in his prayer. He said, Father, pray this way. Our Father who's out in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's why I came up with seeing then as the title. Because he said in Ephesians, excuse me, he said in Hebrews chapter 4, he said, verse 14, he said, seeing then we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Hold fast to the things that God has done from that point going forward. See, we, we don't have to spend our time wrestling with things that God has already resolved for us. Seeing then. There's a couple of times that we're going to go to scriptures tonight that's going to start with seeing then. So I'm asking you a question. Are you seeing then or are you seeing now? Okay. Let's let's find out. Because if I'm seeing from the finished work of Calvary, then I'm seeing my victory. But if I'm seeing from now when I'm in the test or I'm in the trial, then I might not see my victory. I might see frustration. I might see more questions than I see answers. Because there was a song that we sang in, in the church that I played at for 28 years. We might see things differently because Jesus is the answer. Am I seeing then? Am I seeing from, from when God made me sit together with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, and might, and every dominion that is named? Am I seeing then? Or am I seeing the, the trial that I'm facing? We have to purpose in our heart how we're going to win. I stated again that the word of God was given us to guide us into our preordained victory. Wow. Because the word and the power that the word has will reproduce or frame our lives from that position. Hebrews chapter um, 12 tells us that, that, that we are supposed to look at things from the perspective that Jesus, who has won our victory and has sat down at the right hand of God. See, we need to see things from there. If we don't, uh, let's just kind of go over there, turn over there so you can see, just so that you can understand how are we supposed to look, okay? How are we supposed to look? Because he doesn't want us to be uh, looking at um, things from, from the place where we don't experience victory. He, he never wants you to look at deceit because the devil presents it to you. Amen. You have opportunity for deceit, but you have been given the victory. Hebrews chapter 12, 
Listen to what he says this time. He says, wherefore seeing. <laughs> I mean, we, we, you, you hear how the Apostle Paul pins things at the behest of the Lord. The Holy Spirit had him to put those words in there so that I can then stop looking at uh, the trouble as if it's, it's there to stay. Your trouble came to pass. It did not come to stay. He says, wherefore, seeing that you are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, if you're seeing accurately that you have been com- surrounded by, compassed about a great cloud of witnesses, when you see from that perspective, he says, here's your instructions. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. See? See from that perspective. You know, I mean, it's probably not a good thing to go to God bellyaching about all of your troubles. Because if you see accurately, you will be talking to God about the victories that he's opened up to you. Jesus told us this. He said, do me a favor, take my yoke. If you're heavy laden, if you got any burdens, wow, that's good, sir. If you're heavy laden, if you got any burdens, don't look at your burdens as something that you cannot uh, overcome. Look at them from the position of seeing then that you're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Lay down. Lay aside. Put off. See? He, he, he tells you how your victory is going to be walked out, not how you can lose your victory by looking at the wrong things. See, if, if, I'm, if I'm in the grasp of the enemy's grip and not understanding that I've been placed to sit together in heavenly places, let me finish the scripture, far above. See, seeing then. See, we've got to, you know, this is the beginning of a new year with new seasons. I'm trying to give you understandings that will allow you to win every time. Because the word of God will not return to him void. It will prosper in the thing whereunto he sends it. It will accomplish that which pleases him. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. Okay? He's given you all things richly to enjoy. Notice he made it a personal option. He's given you all things richly to enjoy. If you choose not to believe that scripture, then you probably won't enjoy. You'll probably be one that is frustrated, one that is uh, 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 being devastated by the lie of the enemy. Seeing then. He says, when you see correctly, you will 
then lay aside, not some, every weight. Glory to God. You know, I'm reminded that God is the God of all. You know, it's like he starts from all and then works into you the all that he called you to. That's the way he does it. He starts everything from Jesus, who is the answer. He starts everything from Jesus. And John, it says, there was nothing made that was not made by him. So then he starts me from that beginning. See? I don't have to go through the trouble. I've been placed above the trouble, far above every principality, all dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come. I have the victory, period. I start from that position. So he says that if you're seeing from there, wherefore, because you have been placed in the victory, been placed in the seat of authority. I'm at at his right hand. He made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. So then if I don't see Jesus frustrated, I shouldn't be frustrated. You remember when Jesus was asleep in the boat? And the disciples woke him up, and they said, Master, do you not care that we perish? And then Jesus woke out of a sleep, y'all, and asked him, he said, how is it that you have no faith? How is it that you keep functioning without the gifts and callings that I've placed in your being? He, He gave all this to us. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory in my being, okay? See, I I am not separated from my victory. And the devil can't even separate me from my victory. Okay, I'm going to come back to that point in Romans chapter 8. Because we have to hear the truth, then function in the truth. Apply the truth to our heart and then allow our heart to tell our mind what to do next. You know, I would tell you that it's kind of backwards for you to listen at a mind that is not regenerated. See, you're supposed to renew your mind. Don't listen at the lies that the devil can speak into your mind. Wherefore, seeing that you are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Wow. I'm just going to kind of unpack this just for a second, trying to get back to chapter 4. But he says that we are compassed about with a great cloud of those that have already come through, a great cloud of witnesses. Hmm. See, people that 
God has promised and delivered a great cloud, not just a little bitty cloud. He said a great cloud of witnesses. He delineated that cloud back in chapter 11. See? And then when he gets to chapter 12, he, he's expecting you to take the information that was already established in chapter 11 and walk with it. Walk further with it. Let it expand. Okay? I mean, the Bible was not written in chapter and verse. But you study it in chapter and verse. I would like you not to forget what was in the preceding chapter. Use it now. Look over there and see that. See, I, 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 again, it's how, we, how you start is how you're going to finish, and particularly things of the Spirit. If you start frustrated, then you will continue to perpetuate that. You will continue to birth that. See? Remember, he set man in the garden and told him, be fruitful, multiply. Then tell the man, be troubled, be worried. He said, be fruitful. See? The instructions of multiplication are already in the, they come with the package, if you would. See? Because God spoke that. That was what came out of his, what came out of his breath. When he breathed into man the breath of life, he put everything on board that the man would ever need for victory. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now he's going to explain the breath that he gave you. He gave you the breath of victory, and he wants you to understand that breath of victory that came from him. Well, that's true. The only way that that breath leaves you is when you're no longer on the earth, and then when you leave the earth, that breath returns to God. That breath that he gave you when he breathed into your nostrils the breath of life, when you became born again, that breath gave you everything that you would need for life. See, the, the thing that we would have to do is to go back and ask God to show you what was in that breath. And he's going to show you, this is just good, he's going to show you what was in that breath by his spirit through his word. Wow. See, just, for, just so that we understand, for the record, God wrote it all down. Okay? He wants you to go back and study to show yourself approved unto God. God, what did you give me when you gave me that breath? That breath was the breath of life, the breath of victory, the breath that would cause Satan to loose his grip and hold and then give back to you what he was trying to steal. Amen. I mean, that's how this whole thing works. If we would recognize, understand, comprehend, hold on to the knowledge that that breath is yours. And it was yours for life. 
not just for the time frame of life, but so that life can be enjoyed by you. That breath was given you for life. That's why Jesus said, I know the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. See, you ain't got to worry about the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It didn't say he came and he was going to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to know if he can. Will you let him? Or will you use that life's breath to put it back in its place? Amen. Because that's what the breath was given to you for. Whatever you bind is bound. You bind it with your breath. You loose with your breath. I mean, God made it so easy. It's as easy as breathing. Glory to God. You take the breath and you ask God to show you what was in the breath. Show you the life that was contained in the breath. Show you the word that you've been given, the word of life. See, we don't have to bellyache and complain. He, he says that, that our breath should be a breath of praise, a breath of thanksgiving, not a breath of worry and frustration. When are you seen? Are you seen then? Or are you going to believe the enemy that says you're seen when? <laughs> see? When you see then, I'll say it that way. When you see then, you'll see when. Because that breath will give you the understanding. Because that breath gave you the life. I hope I'm making this easy for you to reach. I, I'm trying to lay down the straw where the, where the, where the sheep can get it. Try to lay it right down in front of you. I, I don't want you to have to work for it. He said easy, burden light. See? So then as we go back into chapter 11, and chapter 11 was connected to chapter 10. See, I, I mean, really, he wants you to sojourn. That's why I pray every time I, I, I come to you. He wants you to sojourn in the land of promise. Go around. Don't just stop at, at salvation's door. Find out what salvation brought to you. Explore the whole gamut of life that he's given you. Explore the all of God. He wants you to just to just sojourn there, live there. See? Remind the devil of the privilege God gave you, wherefore seeing that you are accomplished about. See? Because of this, enjoy the good. In a chapter 11, I mean, again, it's... It, 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 it almost starts back to chapter 10, as I said, in verse 35 of Hebrews chapter 
11. I'm going to try to get back to my points, but, but these are, I'm trying to plow the ground that, that maybe you've let uh, weeds grow. And I'm trying to go back and, and plow that ground afresh so that your start will be from seeing then. Okay? So, 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 so that we can just enjoy the presence of God. See? Chapter um, 11, chapter 10, I'm sorry, verse 35. And, and, and from verse 35, I want you to know he's talking all the way through to the end of chapter 12. He's, he's got a point that he wants you to live in, all right? So I, I, I know that we study, you know, uh, points in the, in the Bible, but let's learn to live the whole counsel of God. Let's just go and, and, and start from where he takes a breath and then takes all of the uh, words that he will speak and then takes you back by the Holy Spirit and revisit those words, revisit the life that he gave you. Okay, it, it, this is a year of open doors. That's what 2024 is the year of open doors. Okay, so then I want you to know what the doors have opened up to you. Okay, I, I don't want you to go through the, the, this year the way you went through last year, being frustrated, being, being one that was worried. Okay, you don't have to go through this year with that. Because we're going to plow through that ground, and we're going to uproot the things that God has already set in your garden. Hallelujah. He's already placed victory in your garden. He always causes us to triumph. He gives us the victory. The, the thoughts that he thinks towards you, they are thoughts of peace to give you an expected end. So he wants you to walk Sojourn in the land of promise. Get accustomed to that. Chapter 10, Hebrews, verse 35, he says, Cast not away your confidence, excuse me, cast not away therefore <laughs> your confidence. Your confidence is there for something. Okay, whenever you see the word therefore, back up, make sure you understand what it's there for. Same thing with the wherefore. Back up and see what was God saying to you. Answer the question, am I living in that, walking that out? The therefores and the wherefore requires you to go back. Okay? Understand, comprehend what he was saying so that you can enjoy the victory. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Did he ask you not to throw away my confidence? No, he asked you to not throw away your confidence. So that tells me you have this confidence. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his word if, or according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. It didn't say we're guessing and hoping. It says we know. Don't cast away your confidence. Cast not, therefore, your confidence away. Why not? Because your confidence has 
great recompense of reward. So let me just help you out. The devil is not and never will be great, but you've been given exceeding great and precious promises. So the devil's just going to do a little stuff to tick away. Wow, yeah. The devil should only do stuff that will tickle your feet because he's supposed to be under your feet. He has no business running all through your life. Amen. Because he's supposed to be under your feet. So if you feel a little uh, uh, tickle under your feet, it's okay. Walk from that place on. Amen. Let's put him back in his place. Jesus put him under our feet. Let's keep him there. Amen? Let's remember that, that, that you've been made to sit above him. Not just above him, far above him. That puts him at your feet, beloved. Under your feet. Okay. For your confidence, it says that it has the recompense of great reward. Anything that you would need, all right, anything that you would need in this life fits in that great. I hope you saw that. Amen. Because he gave you the victory, and he said, this victory that I've given you, your confidence in that victory will garner for you great recompense of reward. Wow. I mean, I'm just, just looking at that, trying to just, to just digest that. Great recompense of reward. He did not say great recompense for trial, did he? Do you see where God is setting you? See, he's setting you in victory from Jump Street. All the devil can do is try to lie to you to make you stay in the position of heart that says, I'm not trusting God fully. But when you trust him fully and you have confidence, great recompense of reward. And he says, for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Did he say that after you have uh, endured the trial? No, he said that you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God. What is the will of God for you, beloved? For you to win. That's why he sent Jesus, so that you can win. This is the eternal purpose that he purposed in Christ Jesus, your victory. And you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God. See? The will of God was not for you to, 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 to suffer. Again, from Jesus' lips, if you're heavy laden, if you got any burden, come to me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Okay? We've, we've been duped into thinking that it's difficult for us to win. 
It's not difficult. It's easy and light, according to what Jesus said. I mean, you don't have to believe it just because I said it. Believe it because Jesus said it. And his word is not going to come back void. So he says, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Did he say that after you've done the will of God, you're going to be frustrated from now on? He said that after you've done the will of God, that after you've submitted your heart to follow what Jesus has said. See, Paul made it real simple. Follow me as I follow Jesus. Follow me as I follow Christ. So after you've done the will of God, it says, you you might receive the promise for a little while, and yet he that shall come will come and will not tarry. It says, he that shall come will come, and he's not going to be long about it. He shall not tarry. I'm trying to let you hear the promises that allow you to enter into the joy because he says that we're supposed to draw salvation out of the well with joy. We, we draw out with joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So why would you think, why would you believe that he said draw out of the salvation, out of the well of salvation with joy? Why do you think then you have to have a troubled heart to draw out with joy? See, don't throw away your confidence because it has a great recompense of reward. Not a little, a great. Then he says, verse 38, now, since I've said this to you, now. See, we live in the now because of the finished work. Come on, y'all. Maybe we need to look at the now, seeing then. Maybe we need to look at the now differently. The now was not after uh, we suffered all of the things. The now is because of what he's done. Now, faith is. See? Trying to, to, to get us to, to, to position our heart that the now is to be enjoyed because of what he did, not because of what I suffered. Okay? I mean, sometimes that's what we think. We think that maybe we, we did all the wrong stuff and we deserved it. No, he's not giving you what you deserve. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Okay? Mercy is when you get what you, you don't get what you deserve. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Okay? So he, he didn't base it on you, beloved. He based it on the finished work of Jesus at Calvary. That's our now. Amen? Now, the just, because you heard what I've said, because you experienced the revelation of the Holy Spirit, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We are not of those who draw back unto perdition, but we are those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You see, it goes straight to the continuation of what he was talking about. 
He didn't separate chapter 11 from chapter 10. We're not those that go back unto perdition. We're those that believe to the saving of the souls, that we're going to continue to, to speak God's word to our soul until it is renewed. Hallelujah. Until believing God becomes easy as breathing because he gave you the breath of life that will last throughout your entire life. It's supposed to be easy. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand. I don't know why we're trying to understand through trials, tribulations, frustrations, anxieties, or fear. He said through faith, we understand. God is putting everything in front of you, beloved. Amen. Mm, wow. Okay, we could do it that way. Seeing then. He put your victory for your life then. So seeing then. And from that position, everything now is in front of you. He's taken care of, reconciled your past, seeing then. This this causes us to have a hope because I'm not connected to uh, what could have been a failure, an opportunity for failure. I'm connected to a guaranteed victory seen then. Okay? Through faith, verse 3, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the worlds were framed, thank you, Lord, by the word of God. So let's try it this way. Your victory is in some sphere or in some world. Is that correct? We might think that it's in a world that, that's unattainable, but it's in a world. So since we understand that worlds were framed by the word of God, all I have to do then is allow that same word to frame my world. Amen. See, I don't have to frame my world through frustrations, bitterness, hurts. I can frame my world through the word of God. Because now faith is. And that gives me the ability to frame my worlds by that word of faith. Okay? I, I don't frame my word my world by a no. Because all of the promises of God are yes and amen. Yes and so be it. Okay? So I'm framing my world by the yes of God. That was the breath that he breathed into my soul, into my nostrils. He breathed a yes for my life. And so then I'm going to start from that yes. I'm going to start from that amen, from that so be it. Okay? And as I walk uprightly, he said he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Uprightly would 
suggests to me that I'm walking in his yes for my life. I'm not even walking in a maybe, glory to God. I'm not even walking in a maybe. I'm walking in a yes. You have need of confidence. Okay? Don't throw away your confidence. Then he goes on uh, through the rest of this chapter and gets you to understand how by faith things were done. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. He did that by faith. And we understand through faith. So then, here's not the question, is God going to accept my offering? He offered it by faith. Say, he's, this is the great cloud of witness that, that he wants you to go back and look at. See, you you go back and and see that, okay, the things that were done by the patriarchs, they were done by faith so that I would then know that I have a a great cloud of witnesses with me now so that it becomes easy because of what they've already experienced. Jesus did what he did by faith because he hadn't come yet in the Old Testament. He was still the God of promise there. But now he's the God that has already brought to pass what the promise made me understand. I mean, we are compassed about by this great cloud of witnesses. See? The patriarchs are speaking to me. And he's going to say, they're speaking to me in easy situations through what they went through the hard way. Let's watch this. Okay. <laughs> by faith, Kate, uh, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, which, by which he obtained witness. He obtained what? Witness. You have need of confidence. <laughs> hmm. That he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated, that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony, that he walked by faith. He pleased God. He didn't please God just because of action. He pleased God because of a position of heart. Because he understood that what he was doing, he was doing by faith. See? He was doing by faith what had not been uh, something that he could perceive. We're living after the cross. We can perceive it. We can go and say, this was faith active in this situation. This was faith delivering in this situation. They went in faith, hoping to be delivered. We're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. For he had this testimony that he pleased God, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe 
that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I seek to understand what that breath that you gave me was for, Father. I seek to understand that. I've only got to talk to you about it. I don't have to talk about to somebody else about it. I can talk to you about it. Because you've given me that ability to, to reach back in your word, see what you've done, and use that breath for my life. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, things not yet seen, was moved with fear and prepared an art to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham did. By faith, everyone that's coming up, you will see him say it over and over and over again. Why? Because this is the cloud of witness that we have. Okay? So these things are not just written so they were good Bible stories. Okay? These things were written so that the faith that's attached to the breath that God gave you would become activated. So that you would say, yes, since heaven has already said, yes. Verse 11. <laughs> it says, through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I mean, you're looking at their testimony that should cause you to then function and live in faith. That's what their testimony was there for. That's the great cloud of witness. You know, so then we really should not have any issue with the yes being a yes for us because we are listening to the yes of this great cloud of witnesses that's being delineated in chapter 11. They should speak to us in chapter 12. I should become fully persuaded that the same way God promised me, he promised Sarah, and she believed him, called him faithful that promised, and received strength to do what the promise said. All because she understood through faith. She didn't understand through emotion. She understood through faith. That great cloud of witness that we have been invited to. That we are surrounded by. Well, that would be a question. What are you surrounded by? See, he wants you to be surrounded by a great cloud of witness. Are you surrounded by frustration or fear or doubt or worry? If so, then replace the fear, the worry, with the testimony of those that are a great cloud of witness for us. And then you keep reading over and over here that 
These, verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promise. Having seen them afar off, seen then. <laughs> having seen them afar off. See, you're not seeing them afar off. They've been repositioned in your heart. That's not afar off. That's why in Romans chapter 10 it says that he asked the question, who shall go up and, and receive this? Or who shall go down to the below and, and receive this? He said, what does it? It's, it's nigh you, even in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. Okay? It's nigh you. So the promises are no longer afar off for us. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witness. And, and it's interesting, he didn't say a great cloud of witnesses. He said a great cloud of witness. Do you get that? This is God's testimony in their life, a great cloud of witness. And they received the promises, have, uh, having not seen them, have, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, <laughs> and embraced them, and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So there's the question, are you being persuaded by this great cloud of witness? Are you embracing what the great cloud of witness is speaking here in chapter 11? Embracing the witness. Using that for my next step. I, I'm not, I choose not to, 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 to step in worry or fear. I choose to step in faith. I have great cloud of witness that helps me to, to resolve the issues that fear would bring, to resolve the issues that, that worry would bring. I don't have a little cloud. I have a great cloud. Verse 14, for they that say such things, for they that confess that they are strangers and pilgrims in the earth, they that say these things, that I'm, I'm, in, I'm not of the world, I'm in the world. Those that say such things, that give voice with their own heart to what God has already proved himself faithful in. But they that say such things plainly declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from which they came out, they might have opportunity to have returned. So then if I'm going to listen at my fear, if I'm going to listen at my frustration, if I'm going to listen at the lies, he said that those lies, fears, and frustrations give me an opportunity to return to the weak and beggarly elements of the world. Do you want to return there? Then, since you don't, I hear your, your amen. Since you don't, then let's practice saying the things that give testimony that I will not return, that I've been called into victory by his word and by his spirit, and I will no longer go to the place of frustration, anxiety, or fear. God's not there. 
My victory's not there. Why should I be there? They would have an opportunity. They might have an opportunity. They might have an opportunity to have returned. See, the devil makes you believe the lies, and then you remove the might out of it, the question out of it. You start believing the lie, and that has to then be your messed up destiny. No, he has called you unto victory. Seeing then. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, and he prepared for them a city. By faith, again, you see how the by faith, the things happen in their spirit and in their life. The things happen in their spirit and in their life, and they had to do things yet not seeing the promise fulfilled. We've already seen the culmination of everything. Okay? We've been positioned better. In fact, he says this. Watch this. <laughs> he, he says that these <laughs> people, let's go to Verse 33, listen to what he says, <laughs> that through faith they subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in the fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens, their women received the dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had uh, trials of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, bonds of imprisonment. They were stoned and thrown asunder, tempted and slain with the sword, and wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. These all having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us. Wow. We don't have to go through what they went through. We have a better thing that was provided for us. Wow. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, seeing then, because he is the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, yes, you be weary and faint in your minds. You have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. 
It says that we should consider Jesus. Instead of sometimes considering all of the people that have said, you know what I went through? I had to go through this. And I had to wait. No, no, consider Jesus. See, don't throw away your confidence because your confidence has a great recompense of reward. I, I, I can appreciate what they are telling you they went through, but I'm not going to consider them. God has something better for us. See? I, I, I want to enjoy the better since Jesus invited it, invited me into it, left it for me. See? So then since he's given my right license to get the better, shouldn't I get the better? God operates from the position of the victory that Jesus won. Consider him. Lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. See? Even though the devil is on the earth lying, we don't have to believe him. Consider Jesus. And as you consider Jesus, then you will have confidence in the reward that he made available for you. See, even though I didn't qualify, can't qualify, God has given me access to every promise that was made by Jesus. He's the author. That means he's the writer and the developer or the finisher of my faith. So then I consider him, talk to him, allow him to tell me what my next step should be and how my next step is going to be accomplished through faith. Okay? The, the thinking and, and, and understanding of the conversation of this type causes us to, to walk into the place of victory. See, heaven is our template, and I see things from heaven's perspective. You know, I've I, I, known some people that have, have really glorified what they're going through at the time they're going through it, you know. And then they, they, they have been taught or trained or been deceived to think that that's the, 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 the badge of honor that's going to give them the victory. You're considering the wrong thing. He said consider Jesus. He didn't consider he didn't tell you to consider things that some people told you about Jesus, did he? He told you to consider Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is giving you the pathway to victory. That's what he told uh, Thomas. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. Each one of those times, he made it a singular guarantee. He didn't say, I am a way, I am a truth, I am a life. 
He said, I am the word, the truth, the life. See? So consider him. And as we are considering him, let's not put on him the things that the carnal mind wants to. Okay? Because Jesus is the one that he was the justifier of all who believe. So then since he justified me, and I hope you do remember what justified means, it means justified never sin. Justified never dropped the ball. He's the justifier. So since he's the justifier, I don't have to really listen at the struggles of someone else because I'm only going to consider Jesus. Seeing then. See? I can, I can then become fully persuaded instead of half persuaded, hoping and wishing instead of believing and expecting. I, 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 this is the year 2024. I want you to go through the open door believing and expecting, okay? No longer hoping and wishing. Jesus is the door. And he left the door open. He said, if you will hear him knocking at the door, he'll come in. Notice he did not say that he would ever leave. He said he would come in. So all of your conversations then are conversations that are actively in the present tense. Amen. They're not in the future tense because he came in. They are now in the active present tense. See? He'll come in and he'll sup with you. In the Testament, Old Testament, when, when Jesus was uh, operating, living in the earth, the meals meant more than they mean today. Maybe even some of us can remember when the meals meant something because at mealtime we would learn things. Okay? That's why Jesus said, I, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Why? So that I can heed you and teach you. So that the, the enemy that, that you have already faced and come through, you won't have to deal with that no more because I'm going to teach you what to say, how to think, how to believe me. See, that's what it was about then. It was for information. And now, unfortunately, we, we have mealtime that, that just by ourselves. We go to the fast food place and get something, and on the way home, we stuff our face. But see, the mealtime in Jesus' day was a place of learning. Amen. You, you would come to uh, uh, the conversation, and you would understand, I'm not guilty because I don't know. I'm here because they want to teach me. Amen. See, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. See? So when you sit down at that table that he's prepared for you, he's not going to remind you of all the stupid stuff you did. He's going to inform you about what has been done for you. So that when you get up, glory to God, so that when you get up from the table, you are empowered now. See? You don't sit down with Jesus and feel impoverished. 
That's not what he's going to do. He's there to give you the information that's necessary for each and every victory. He's going to talk to you just like he talked to his disciples. It says that when he gave them a parable and they didn't understand it, when they were with him alone, he expounded and taught them all things that he had already said. Why? Because you're going to leave this table empowered. Amen. You're going to leave this table experiencing the the, the draw of faith, not the drawback of fear. Okay? You're going to leave this table uh, empowered to know that because God has promised you, that's the thing that you're going to go and do. You'll know that you're well able to take the victory, to take the trial. Okay? You will end it because you take it. Let's start it that way. See, you're going to end, when you get through, you're going to come in faith, believing, and leave expecting. You will have time to, if you would, uh, put on your armor more correctly. Straighten up your, 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 your helmet. Make, make the breastplate of righteousness fit better because you take a praise in, in between the, the, uh, the armor that you have. Because remember, that's the armor of God. So you take a praise, and the praise makes the armor fit you. Amen. Okay? It's not uh, something that's unique now. God puts the same armor, his armor, on everyone so that they can win according to his word according to his promise. Glory to God. Because the victory is his. See? He's not expecting you to do stuff you can't do. He's going to empower you. See? So you sit down at that table. And as you sit down at that table, (laughs) you eat meat that belongs to those who have a strong age, of a full age. See? You don't leave there questioning if I can. You leave there knowing I can. Because the promise from his mouth, the breath from his mouth, gives me the life that I need. Oh, beloved, we, we got to see them. I didn't get back to my, my scriptures that I was going to. We'll do that next time. But I'm just trying to, 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 to help you to understand how to see them. See from the place of victory that Christ has has brought to you. Because when when he gives you a word, that word sustains you. Amen. God, just go back and think about it. When he breathed into Adam, his nostrils, he breathed the breath of life. And Adam was never supposed to die. That meant that breath was going to last eternally. Glory to God. So I I need for you to receive from Jesus the same breath of life that will outlast any problem, any frustration. Glory to God. But we say very clearly, the choice is yours. Will you see from God's perspective of victory, seeing then? Or will you try to look and see when? 
with questions in your mind, with places that, that, that haven't been resolved, and you continue to, to, to go into his presence and bring questions instead of receive answers, instead of receive the engrafted word that is able to save and deliver your soul. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you for your word that you sent to heal and to deliver us from all our fears and distortions. A word that guarantees our victory because you watch over your word to perform it. You will not allow your word to return to you void. Thank you, Father, that we will no longer take your word back to you without the power that's in your word for our victory. Thank you, Father, for waking us to righteousness so that we can walk every step in the victory that Christ has won for us. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Thank you that you will cause us to even study and read your word, knowing that that's the table that you set before us, that you can give us inspiration and information, not just information, but inspiration and information, so that we will not have to go through perspiration, desperation, and frustration, but then we can come to the place where our destination is wrought in you, our victory is wrought in you. We thank you for that, sir. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Committing it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, as we do, we give you an opportunity. If you had any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. Area code 770. 964-7501. My brother, any questions or comments about the ministry? You have the mic. Glory to God. Uh, no questions. Just enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, like a refresher course, I just enjoyed it and loved every bit of it. Amen. Thank you again for being on the call, allowing God to just reveal stuff to us that causes us to see the end. Here we go, 404. Five, three, six, seven, eight, two, nine. You have the mic. Any questions or yes. comments about the ministry tonight? Yes, just another encouraging word. Thank you for uh, reminding me not to cast away my confidence in the Lord. It's just awesome. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you also for, for being on the, on the call. I see we've got a lot of people that, that dropped the call. And um, they just, they, they miss an opportunity, if you would, to, to allow God to do something uh, from their, their testimonies. Because it says that we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so then you don't have to have a, a question, your comment that says that you receive it <laughs> uh, uh, becomes a place of strength, uh, be, uh, becomes a place of breakthrough for you. And so I, I'm just glad that that, that, that you uh, allow us to, to grow together in this time. And so, again, if the message has been a, a, a blessing to you, then uh, please go uh, to the website and find the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what seed you should give here at LiveDeliverance.com. 
so that we can continue to to grow in his presence, in his word. Because I'm only here uh, through the uh, the free will offerings and gifts uh, of, of you, the, the listeners, those who are uh, cyber members. We thank you for continuing to, to uh, fund the gospel by your obedience to God. So you just go to the uh, tab, the, the livedeliverance.com, and look for the donate tab and ask God to show you what seed uh, you should sow here. And then tell your friends how they could uh, listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings. We'll start it at 9 o'clock and tell them just go till God releases us. Hopeful that you can uh, receive a, a truth that will uh, give you more ammunition in your arsenal and cause you to see more clearly the, the place that you should walk in, sojourning in the land of promise. That's what we're here for. So again, until the next time that we get together, may the Lord bless you. Ah, may the Lord make, lift up his countenance upon you. May the Lord cause his grace to be known and experienced by you. Mm. Yes, God. May the Lord then cause you to walk out in that victory that he's given because he's spoken. He's let his face shine upon you. May he has let his favor and his goodness be revealed so that you can walk out of the doldrums and walk into the victory of the Lord. May the Lord keep you is our earnest prayer and desire. Until we see you next time here on the broadcast. Love you. Be blessed. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.